Welcome to Picks with the Professor, the show where a real statistics professor gives you sports betting tips. I'm your host, Professor Sides, and I have built a set of mathematical models named Sideline to predict various sports outcomes. You'll hear more about the baseball model in the course of this episode. It's set to cover five Major League Baseball games scheduled to be played on Tuesday, May 23rd, 2023. Get you new here. Check out the webpage on the banner. It's www.pickswiththeprofessor.com slash new for some explanations and community rules. Remember, if you're interested in picks and projections for every single game, along with access to our Discord chat, we've got a lot of great NBA playoff, NHL playoff, MMA, golf, tennis, all sorts of good betting tips and content for me and other sports bettors in that Discord chat, and a lot of fun, of course, as well. You can get there on Dub Club. The subscription costs under $1 per day. That link is in the show description. Remember that sports are unpredictable, so the discussion on this show projects a typical game, does not try to forecast it to a T, as it'd be a foolish and impossible goal. We take a long-term view right here and don't get distracted when, you know, the Guardians are cruising right along and then somehow blow both games and lose by one on a Sunday doubleheader. It was a pretty impressive feat, you know, but stuff like that's going to happen in baseball. It balances out in the long run. It's hard to foresee before it happens, but we're going to have good breaks and bad breaks, and we're just focused on the overall result. We're not going to try to get rich overnight. This is a long, slow, and steady, grinded-out season, and there's a lot of money to be made out there. But every day, unfortunately, can't be profitable. We're profitable for the season. The totals are looking good. Those A-plus plays the day over in Dub Club looking good. The A-grade plays looking good. All sorts of good things. But unfortunately, as much as I'd like to say every single day, that's just an impossible reality for any gambler. Unfortunately, no day games on Tuesday, but a solid slate of games. Uh, so we'll get right to it here. But before we do, some quick reminders. Please hit that like button if you're on YouTube. Also, if you aren't yet, please consider subscribing or following. It's free. And if you turn on notifications, you won't miss any of the college basketball, MLB, or college football content that this channel provides. Agri Moneyline plays return four units. That is the risk plus win will equal four. That way you risk proportionally more on favorites than dogs. It's kind of like flat betting, but a little bit more intense uh, and helps us scale, helps us. You know, I was I was looking at this the other day, actually, and and I had two plays that were kind of like on back-to-back rows of the of the sheet. Again, that, the Google sheet showing all the results uh, and a lot of good information of the starting pitcher database rankings in there, team information, all that good stuff in that Google sheet. Again, that link's in the show description as well. And that sheet, I think there was one that was like a one, minus 150 and a minus 200 back to back. And by scaling this way, the amount that we rest in that minus 200 was only like two tenths of a unit more than that minus 150 was. We obviously won a little bit less as well, but it's kind of the way to, you know, take a little bit of the win and a little bit of a little bit of the risk and a little bit of the win uh, on the brunt of some of those bigger favorites it allows us to play some of these bigger favorites that are good values. The Ashes were great values this weekend on the money line, you know, all three of them won. Right. And th- that was the bottom line was that the probability that the Ashes won those games was higher than the implied probability that we could get on sports books. And this kind of keeps all that on the table. And it helps with dogs too. There's times when you want to take a big dog where you just think the v- price is too high. There's value on it. I'm not taking them yet. Just a little bit of a quick teaser here, but uh, I am eyeing the A's here on Tuesday going up against a weaker pitcher for the Mariners. Not on Monday against Castillo by any stretch of the imagination, but on Tuesday. Um, and, and not to say they can't win on Monday against Castillo because anything can happen, right? It's just the price isn't there for me. Uh, but I'm looking at it on Tuesday, right? You can look at run line. You can look at the big plus odds and the money line. And, and the bottom line is if I decide to play them on the money line, I'm 
waffling right now, you know, still got some time to think about it. But, you know, I just don't like risking, you know, flat betting, risking a full unit on those plus dogs when I'm getting huge plus odds like that. I don't have to risk that much to win that much. So I'd rather scale it back. This kind of allows us the opportunity to do that. Uh, but I want more on the A grades and the B grades and the C grades. That's why they add up to four, three or two, depending on what the grade is. You'll see that in the banner on the screen as we go through the plays and total bets are always just flat bet. Went a little bit less on totals because they're more variable, but that's just the way I do it. You'll see it again on the screen. With regards to the scaling, with regards to the picks, as always, take what you like and leave the rest. Starting us off, 6.10 p.m. Eastern, White Sox at the Guardians. With regards to the side, the model says that Guardians minus 110 is the direction it would go, but only a C grade. So that says it should be Guardians minus 106. So Guardians minus 110, not a terrible play. I am looking at it to get to minus 105 or better before I play it. That would be a B grade. If it gets to Guardians plus 105, that would be an A grade. I wouldn't mind backing Logan Allen. He's looked pretty good so far in his five major league starts. Uh, obviously a highly regarded prospect and a guy who's somewhere between league average and already slightly better, which is pretty good for a rookie. But the bottom line is at minus 110, I just can't quite get behind them here. It's just not quite good enough of a price, so that's why it gives a C grid. I'm holding off. I'm waiting for minus 105. Um, but the pick I do like here is the under eight. Uh, Dylan Cease and Logan Allen are two pretty solid pitchers. Cease, as we've kind of talked about, has struggled a little bit this year. The underlying metrics aren't quite as bad as that 470 ADRA, but he has such a track record of being a good pitcher. And I don't remember if it was these two pitchers or if it was Cease and someone else, but these two teams played last week, and I swear I made the comment, I like the under. I think Cousin Jared was on, and we talked about we like the under. One pitcher has to pitch well, and we've got the under. If both pitch well, it's an easy under. And the only way we don't win the under is if it goes extras and gets crazy or if you know both pitchers blow up. And it's like, hey, I think, I think one of these guys can pitch pretty well. Cleveland's, you know, a little bit more of a pitcher-friendly ballpark for the most part, other than when it gets really hot in the summer there in Cleveland. And uh, like I said, I like the under eight here just because I think there's a decent chance that one of those guys pitches pretty well, and maybe both do. And I think, again, whichever game it was with Cease last week, I can't remember who his opponent was. Both of them pitched well, and it was like a three-to-one final or something. And that's the same sort of thing I'm looking at here. Both pitch well, we're looking three to one. If one of them pitches well, we're looking, you know, maybe five to two, you know, something like that. You might push it at six to two or something. Um, but I, I think eight is a little bit too high. The model projects 7.3. Personally, I'd put this at seven and a half and dare someone to go under. And I probably still would look under, but it would be a, either a much weaker play or just a situation where I say, I've got limited bankroll like we all do, and I don't really want to put money on plays that I don't think are great edges. So seven and a half would be the number I'd hang. The fact that we can get under eight with slightly better than normal odds minus 104 is even better. Just thinking a low scoring game here uh, should be nice weather uh, around 70 degrees to start mid sixties to close when to be blowing in though at five to 10 miles an hour. So it's going to give the pitchers a little bit extra boost. And we've seen in Cleveland, sometimes that wind blows in and it can really knock down any home run. You got to really crush the ball to get it out. So I'm not expecting a ton of home runs. Uh, neither offense has a ton of pop. Both sets of relievers are squaring around to look pretty good. Cleveland all season White Sox now looking to get uh, project a whole lot better now uh, with who they have in their bullpen today than they were earlier in the season. Expect a low scoring game. If I can get guardians minus one Oh five, I'm jumping, but for now I'm passing on the side and focusing my efforts on the under. I think under is a solid investment. 6.40 p.m. Eastern Cardinals at the Reds. I'm going to go back to the Cardinals here as an A grade. Don't know if the A grade play on Monday worked out or not. I'm recording this on Monday afternoon. But Tuesday, I'm going A grade at minus 155. A sideline says it should be Cardinals minus 175. And anything Cardinals minus 157 or better gets it to an A grade. So you can see on screen, they're risking almost two and a half units to win a little over one and a half. It's not the 
most exciting price to lay minus 155, but I think the Cardinals are a great investment here. They obviously have the massively better offense, and the Reds' offense is so right-handed heavy. The model just doesn't really like them going up against a righty and grades them as one of the worst graded offenses I've seen uh, You know, in my time doing this, uh, giving them a versus right-hander grade of 68, where 100 is average, higher is more runs, lower is fewer runs. It's just not really excited about – the model's not really excited about this Reds' offense. Uh, Wainwright gets about a league average grade. Hasn't looked – great so far in his three starts this season, but of course has a pedigree of uh, being good. And even though he hasn't looked great, Model still thinks he can be an average pitcher. And I think an average pitcher against this Reds team is good enough to get the job done. The Reds are going to hit weaker pitchers, but against decent pitching, I just don't think they have it in them. So I think Wainwright can get the job done. Ashcraft is a guy who I've liked. Uh, I don't think he's quite as bad as that 484 ERA, but the bottom line is he's around a league average pitcher. And if you've got two league average pitchers, one going against the Cardinals offense, which is probably top five in baseball, one going against the Reds, which is probably bottom five. And again, the Reds are going to have some decent counting stats because of their home ballpark. But when you look at park neutral statistics, I'm just not a big believer in this Reds offense. And I think there's just a huge gap between the offenses of both teams. Reds relievers, not great overall. Cardinals relievers, better. Uh, so I, I think it, once Wainwright hands the ball off to a reliever, I think the Cardinals are in decent shape. The Reds, I'm not sure how good a shape they'll be in pitching-wise going up against a really good offense. Minus 155 gets an A grade for me from the car, for the Cardinals. Otherwise, it's going to be low 80s to start, mid 70s to close. The wind will be blowing mostly across, maybe a tiny bit in, around five miles an hour, so not much of a wind effect. I'm not going to play the over nine and a half, at least as of right now, but I am eyeing it. The model projects 10.8. I want to wait until the morning and see. So this might be an added play to Dub Club, depending on what the wind does. If we wake up tomorrow and the wind looks like it's going to be more across, uh, that projected total is probably going to go up to 11. I don't mind uh, going over nine and a half. If it's more in that total projection is probably going to drop into the lower tens. And at that point, that's not a big enough edge for me to go over nine and a half. I'd go over nine in heartbeat, but I don't see that happening anywhere. Um, Again, Wainwright has struggled. I do think he's going to give up a few runs in that ballpark to the Reds. I just think the Cardinals are going to score a ton of runs. So, of course, another way you can look at this is the Cardinals team total over. Uh, it's going to be a high number, but I think that what we've seen from their offense in the last couple of weeks in that ballpark against the Reds pitching, they should be able to name their score. And again, as long as the wind holds off across and that projection projected total stays around 11 in the morning, I'll probably be playing over 9.5 or even over 10. I just kind of want to hold off and make sure that wind isn't going to knock start knocking balls down um because we've seen just as of late i've seen a lot of times the morning weather change and all of a sudden the total will change by like half a run or something so i'm just not jumping to play the total yet because it's nine and a half i'd be jumping if it was nine but at nine and a half i'm not jumping but i am looking at it i think there's gonna be a lot of runs in this game like i said I think the cardinals name their score and uh it, it, this isn't vintage rain right so i think i don't i don't think we're gonna see like eight nothing cardinals uh, I think it's more likely to be like eight, three Cardinals or something like that. Uh, so I love the Cardinals and kind of eyeing the over, not an official play yet, but one I'm keeping my eye on. 7 10 p.m. Eastern Dodgers at the Braves should be a great series here. Dodgers plus 180 gets a B grade from the model. But as you can see on screen there, there's no units there listed. That's why because I'm not playing this at this price yet model wants plus 185 before it gets to an A grade. And that's, that's what I'm holding out for. Uh, plus 180, I'm passing on the Dodgers. It's just not a good enough investment. But at plus 185, that's where it gets to an A grade. And A grades are just automatic plays for me. So plus 185, I'm playing at plus 180. 
you could play it at a half unit if you wanted or something small. It's just not for me. If I was going to play the Dodgers, I'd really be looking at the run line at the plus one and a half. I think this is going to be a really low scoring game. And you can see that on screen. My official pick on this one is a total play under eight and a half model projects 7.3. And I just don't understand, you know, the total picks have done really well for us. It did well for us last year. It's really just a lot about weather. And I don't quite understand why books and people haven't realized this yet. I, I hate putting this out there publicly because at some point people will figure it out and we'll lose our edge. But until then, we're just going to keep profiting. I'm trying to help everyone be a smarter, better like weather matters in baseball. And we've seen it in Atlanta as one of many parks where in the summer when it's hot, wind blowing out that thing plays tiny and you can get a ton of runs but in colder weather atlanta plays pretty pitcher friendly and you look at the weather and it's forecasted to be around 60 degrees for the totality of this game lower 60s to start upper 50s to close 60 degrees isn't going to make the ball fly and you're looking at a slight breeze in around five miles an hour the park's going to play pretty big and you've got probably the second best pitcher in baseball and spencer strider on the hill for the Braves. Great set of relievers for the Braves. You might, maybe, maybe the two best sets of relievers in baseball, at least two of the top five with the Dodgers relievers, uh, you know, not far behind the Braves relievers in my projected ratings. Two good offenses for sure, but this is the top-notch pitching in baseball between the Braves relievers, the Dodgers relievers, and Spencer Strider. The only pitcher who's not top-notch is Bobby Miller for the Dodgers, but you know, as a prospect, you never know what you're going to get from them. And a lot of times, the prospects come up, and the model gives them about a 110 grade, just doesn't really expect much from them for the first couple starts. It grades him out at league average, projects him to be decent. With the park playing pitcher friendly, the Braves will probably score a couple of runs, but I don't think they'll score that many. And again, they the Dodgers don't have to let Miller go too long because they have great relievers behind him. I never expect Spencer Strider to give up too much. He will on occasion, but he's one of the better pitchers in baseball, and it's not even close, and he's for sure top five. And he might be the second best pitcher, uh, maybe the best healthy pitcher as of the moment with DeGrom on the I.L., I just don't think there's a lot of runs. I trust the model's projection of 7.3 much more than the book's projection. I think this is going to come down in a hurry. Honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if this closed seven and a half, at least eight. I don't even know why we're getting eight. I don't know why we're getting the win on eight. I, I'm, I kind of would put this at seven myself personally. I, I just don't think uh, there's going to be that many runs in this game. And so I like the under. And because of that, I like the plus one and a half of the Dodgers, maybe a little bit more. Uh, than the money line just because a low scoring game, it could easily be like two to one late, you know, Braves or something. And then you're not hoping that the Dodgers at that point, you're not hoping that they, they, they got to tie it up against a good Braves bullpen. And then they got to win it in extras, you know, at two to one, you're kind of like, Hey, just in this thing now. And I've got, and I've got my money. So I, if I'm looking at this one, I'm kind of thinking maybe Dodgers run line might be a decent play. Uh, but again, if it gets up to that plus 185, it's a grade and it's an auto play for me. Then it's just a question of, do you want to play the money line or the run line? Because it's low scoring in my opinion, I think the run line's going to offer us some good value. So it's kind of the way I'm eyeing it, but if nothing else, I've already locked in this underplay. I think this, is way too many runs for that game. 7.40 p.m. Eastern, Mets at the Cubs. Let's take the Mets here at minus 108. It's a B-grade pick. Sideline says it should be Mets minus 115. Minus 104 gets it to A-grade territory. So we're only four cents away from an A-grade. So we can call this a B-plus pick. Singa for the Mets versus Smiley for the Cubs. Bottom line on this one is that Smiley's pitched pretty well so far in his nine starts this season. But the underlying metrics suggest he's been pretty lucky. I don't think he's going to be able to keep it up. This Mets offense has gotten it going. 
is getting it going, has got it going in the late innings with the comebacks. I'm not really sure what's going on with this Mets office. They at least look a little better here in the last week than they did the week before, uh, which is just a constant reminder to people, you know, never overreact to what happens in one week or a few days of baseball. Every team has stretches, right? This Mets team is definitely closer to the team that they've been looking like lately than the team that they were, you know, that week before, uh, you know, and I, at smiley coming back to earth this is the perfect time for it to happen. It gets to, again, a pretty good Mets offense. Again, maybe not quite the same tier as, you know, the Dodgers and, and, you know, healthy Astros and that sort of thing, but, but pretty good offense here for the Mets still. So good chance for smiley to come back to earth. Singa 377 ERA, Slightly above average pitcher, but again, with the Cubs offense being around league average, uh, that's the type of offense that Singh, I think, should be able to handle. So I think it just kind of sets up perfectly for the Mets here to win this one. Bullpen-wise, it's probably about a toss-up. Cubs maybe have a slight edge there, but I'm not sure it's really that much. And so the Mets offensive edge and starting pitcher edge, I think, is more than enough to overcome uh, the home field edge here that the Cubs will have. Models says the Mets win this about 54% of the time. So we're getting basically coin toss pricing, but I think the Mets should be more favored than they are. Total in this game is eight. Model projects 7.9. We're looking at mid 60s for this game. Wind blowing in, but not quite a strong wind at Wrigley. At Wrigley, uh, you know, this is definitely one that you got to check the updates, uh, update for dub clubbers here in the morning about what the projected total might be because the weather there at Wrigley can change in a 12 hour span a ton. So for right now, I think it's pretty well priced, but you know, who knows in the morning, if the weather changes, maybe we'll be able to jump on it before the books realize. Uh, but for right now it's a pass on the total. I think eight's pretty, pretty good price hanging here with the Mets at this B plus grade pick just to get the outright win. And they're wrapping us up 7.40 p.m. Eastern Giants at the Twins. Now we've got Alex Cobb. Uh, so, you know, I kind of want to talk about this for two reasons. Number one, you heard Jake and I talk about how much we love Alex Cobb. Uh, number two, I, I want to just remind everyone, a lot of you have probably heard this a lot last year. I don't think I've mentioned it a lot this year, but check out what your book offers. Depending on which book you're at, and I've kind of looked around at some of the domestic ones I'm living in Texas. So I'm only able to play at these when I'm uh, you know, the, the DraftKings and the FanDuel and those places when I'm on vacation at different States, right? So between those and your offshores, there's just a lot of different books with a lot of different options. Just a good reminder that you always want to select the listed pitcher uh, when you're backing a pitcher. That's good. Like Alex called my rule of thumb is if it's a better than average pitcher, I want to hit, I want to have that, where the bet is tied to that pitcher. Um, sometimes you want to tie it to the opposing pitcher based off if you think the opposing pitcher isn't very good. Um, sometimes you just want it either way, especially like if you have a bullpen game, you just want action on it because it doesn't really matter who's the first pitcher in the game. Uh, if it's an opener or whatever, you know, that sort of thing. Or if it's a bad, if you're backing a weaker pitcher and you just think, you think it's good value, you know, you might want action on the game either way. Um, so just be thinking about that as you make your bets, the further out you make them, you may have fewer options. Uh, different books don't even have that option, but the, a lot of books still do. Um, so just check that out because, you know, the game yesterday, you know, you, you want to, you know, knowing that we were backing Alex Cobb, you wanted to back the giants with Alex Cobb listed that way. Once he's not scratched, it's no play. Um, 
And so that's just a good reminder, especially when we get into the summer here and we're focused on baseball. We're going to have this sort of thing happen a lot, unfortunately. And so uh, you kind of want to make sure that you're kind of get a little insurance policy there um, for those situations. I do still love Alex Cobb here. So back in the Giants, a plus 124A, great pick. Everything we said yesterday holds true. I think he's undervalued. Not that Sonny Gray isn't undervalued. 164 ERA himself. Underline metrics say it should be a little bit worse than that, but he's having a great season and a great pitcher. I think both these guys are really good. There's a reason why they total is 7.5 model says 7.3 if i had to play a total i'd play the under i'm not jumping to play under seven and a half though um if i was going to do anything i'd probably hold out for eight Uh, you know i think it will be a low scoring game the books it's going to be a low scoring game problem is it's going to be kind of a warm day for Minnesota standards. We're talking uh, around 80 degrees to start, mid-70s to close. And, and it's important to keep in mind the temperature relative to what it normally is. Why is that? Because when we use park factors uh, to determine what the total should be, the park factor is basically how does that park play? Well, we have to think about the average conditions of that park because the average conditions in Minnesota are very different than the average conditions you know, in Southern California or, uh, you know, you know, in Atlanta, right. Then in St. Louis or Kansas city. And so you get a lot more warmer days say in Kansas city than in Minnesota. And so the park factor kind of accounts for that based off the kind of average temperature and how the ball's going to fly on average with the wind normally does that sort of thing. And so it's important to note that while Minnesota, well, you're talking about upper seventies for this game and you might say that's not that warm relative to the average temperature of a game in Minnesota, it's fairly warm, which means it's going to play a lot smaller of a park than it normally does. And so that's kind of the reason why I'm holding off this under because it's a relatively warm day for their standards. Otherwise it'd be all over the under, but the ball is going to fly a little bit more than usual in that park because it's not, we don't tend to see a ton of games played in the 80 degrees other than the day games in Minnesota and in the day games in Minnesota, you can see some double digit run score sometimes uh, when it does warm up. So Two great pitchers. I don't think we'll see a lot of runs. It's just not a big enough edge for me to play under seven and a half. I'd be playing under eight, but not seven and a half. So uh gonna pass in the total, but again, I love Alex Cobb. I think he's undervalued. Sideline says this should be twins minus one twelve. The Twins win this 53% of the time. So if we go in 47% of the time at plus 124, that is a great play. This plus 124 just ekes into A grade value. That is the price needed for an A grade. So plus 124, plus 125, that's what gets you to the A grade. According to sideline, we just eke in there. Uh, but I think the Giants got you know, relatively close to a 50-50 chance of pulling this off. Not quite there, but pretty close. Close enough for us to uh, jump in at a price like this. Again, A grade for me. Wind mostly blowing across, maybe blowing in. Yet another one that I'm looking at in the morning here just to see what the wind does because the difference between blowing across and blowing in at the 5 to 10 miles we're talking about here is easily a few tenths of a run. That could push the projected total down to 7, and at that point I might be willing to jump at an under 7.5. So it just kind of depends on what the wind does some of these kind of tweener winds we got to kind of get closer to the game and see do they still look like that or are they shifting one way or the other main play on this one though focusing on the giants at plus 124 a grade for me and that's all i've got for you today thanks for tuning into this episode of picture the professor don't forget to subscribe so you can ensure the sports betting content provided on this channel dropped right into your feed i'll be back again tomorrow with more baseball betting content until then as always best of luck and remember you can eat your betting money but please Don't bet you're eating money.